Detroit Welcome back everybody, this is Liv's Corner, and my name is Livia, and we are gonna get this shit on the road. Ah, so what you heard in the beginning of that was, uh, a thing. You won't know what that is, because you have to be an anime fan. That is right, for my audience, only for my audience, I am going to be, um, <clears throat> I am going to be, uh, doing a little, like, um, guess that anime segment. So, um, in the beginning of every show I do from here on out is going to have me say a quote from an anime. And what you got to do as the audience, you have to, um, well, in short, guess what the anime and that quote is from. Um, and every right answer I get, oh, for the first right answer I get from one of my followers, I will give them a shout out on their Instagram. You, you answer me, by the way, by going to, um, uh, Liv's Corner Podcast, or, uh, I think it's, hold on, check my username real quick, uh, my Instagram is called, my Instagram is called, oh yeah, yeah, so go to, uh, Liv's, that's L-I-V-S underscore corner underscore podcast, and you'll find my Instagram account, from there on, you can request a message to me, I'll look at your message, and if you are the person that has answered the right answer, I will go ahead and give you a shout out in the next video. Um, currently, um, my account is being rolled by my cosplays. And I, I made the first segment easy, so anyone can guess this one. And uh, if you look at my fucking Instagram account, you can easily guess what anime it's from. Anyways. Um, so, welcome to this corner. It's been a long time since I actually did an episode. It's in like forever i don't know what's wrong with me but um i haven't been keeping up and there is a reason for that um i've been busy with work uh i've been going through some personal shit honestly it's it's hard to get into but the thing of the matter is um there are moments in time where i get uh uncommitted to things i do it, it started it stemmed very young i was um I would, like, pick up a hobby, then drop it like a hat, like, uh, a month later. And it's it's not a good habit to keep up. I like doing what I do. I like making podcast episodes uh, just as much as I like doing art, just as much as I like playing guitar, just as much as I like doing anything. It's like sometimes I only pick it up when um, the need arises for me to get back to it. But um, lately it's been, it's been challenging to try and get back to things because I've been trying to focus on work. And... Other shit. Like, I keep my ass clean. <laughs> and, and, and other shit. Like, 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 my newfound interest. My newfound, it's been around, it's just I haven't been acting up now. Like, my interest in looking like a goth submissive. Or, more like, not goth, or like I'm trying to look more so. I'm in a BDSM, guys, come on, give me a break. And I do have a dom. If you know I'm in a relationship, then um, you'll know that who my dom is. So, yeah. 
I just call her love my life. And I am not going to say any names because I am protective of my, of my baby. Or she's protective of me. I don't know. I just. <laughs> we haven't come up with names yet. It's not like a serious B. It's not like a serious dom submissive thing. It's, it's, we're, we, we are a couple before we are. Um, but we are a couple in a loving relationship before. Actually, no. Okay, I'm gonna this topic later on, but um, I'm in a BDSM. She's she's my dom. I'm her submissive, and things get real fucking cool around here. Anyways, I'm not gonna say anything more after that. Um, sad news though. I got some really sad news. It's it's sad. It, it's sad. I'm sorry. It's sad. Um, I, my internet is gonna be shut off pretty soon. Uh, middle of the week, next week. Uh, which means I have an opportunity to dish out. A few episodes of this corner um, until my internet gets shut off. Why I need internet to be on for this corner? Even though I have unlimited data, the signal in my place without internet sucks dick. I am not even kidding. Like, like if there was an inanimate dick that said not able to have internet, and there was uh, my signal on my phone. My signal on my phone as a person would suck that inanimate dick because it literally does not work well in this one spot in this one apartment. It's horrifying. Good news and bad news also counter this. Um, uh, good news is I'm moving to another part of the complex where hopefully the signal will be better a little bit. And the bad news following that is I won't be able to afford internet until um, uh, my money situation gets a little bit better. And another good news counter that is I'm going to aim for achieving a second job uh, sometime uh, this weekend or in the next. Um, and the second job is going to be like strictly part-time. going to be like um, for the weekends and shit. So I will literally, literally be working every day of my life. And we'll have only a few hours in between for my break time. <sighs> God. I can just sense how fucking insane this next few months is going to be. But it's okay. 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 It's all right. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not really. It's fucking horrendous. Shit. Anyways. <clears throat> continuing on. Uh, I just had coffee, two coffees nonetheless, and soda, and so I'm a bit hyped up right now. I also got back from work, like, not even, like, five hours ago. Do-do! Nice to know we have a thing with, goddamn. Ah, but yeah, internet, it's just, ah. God, I rely on the internet for so many things, and it's just horrifying to see it all go. Not to mention my desktop's having problems. My fucking desktop. It's like, I thought, I, I fixed this thing not even like a month ago and, and then my desktop says you know what fuck you fuck you just because you got us a cord doesn't mean we're gonna work we had shit problems before this and we're gonna give it to you now because we care and i'm like fuck you desktop that's not because you care that's because you want to make my life hell <laughs> like damn i have plans i have plans for my desktop to just do more shit but um yeah other than my internet news, I guess there's some other shit you need to catch up on um, that I haven't caught you up on either. Uh, I started doing cosplays uh, and, and, and videos on an app called TikTok. Now, if you don't know what TikTok 
is. Um, TikTok is a video sharing app and it's kind of like what Vine used to be, only um, you can do a lot more shit with the videos. And uh, videos range from being 15 seconds to a minute long, or shorter than that if you want to. Soda, sorry. Um, so that that that's how long it could be. You can add effects, you can add music, and then add audios. Audios is a central bit of TikTok, by the way. Where like you can get comedic audios from like shows or or, or other things, and or like just regular audios of dramatic moments in TV and whatnot, and use those and apply them to your dramatic video. Cause see, on TikTok, you don't need to be funny or, or a certain kind of like humor you just be yourself and i like that about that app i mentioned this before and i'll say i'm gonna say it again it's not a place for 13 year olds and under it's not if you're 15 and up that is bueno that is the right age group for that app but if you are under that age group you don't belong there because there's a lot a lot of adults like me 20 year olds and and, and and higher and even the fucking even teenagers that are like 15 and upwards of that are um real mature with their content uh it, and once you hit the 18 mark tiktok's like okay cool we will now have the ability to make sex jokes and these jokes and we're like cool awesome so they take advantage of that and now there's a bunch of mature content going on tiktok so you gotta use that shit carefully and you gotta be sure on who you allow people, who you allow to do what your videos or not. Because if you don't make your rules clear, you are open season for trouble. Just saying. So that's TikTok for you. Um. Anyways, I love that app so much, and I, I I've got like three thousand and six hundred, no, three thousand five hundred, no, three thousand six hundred fifty followers to be exact. And um, I'm just, I'm proud. I, I'm, I'm really proud of, of I'm not. Proud of myself? Can I be proud of myself? Is it is it bad to be proud of yourself? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. Point is that I'm happy, and I have a hobby, new one, yeah, another one. I have like multiple hobbies. Jesus Christ, help me. Um, so there's that. Um, I'm, I'm relying on internet to do a bunch of my that hobby too. A bunch of my shit that I rely on internet for is gonna be put on hold because I won't be able to have it. Um, so like I said, try to make things easier for me in that situation in those regards. You know, but whatever. But whatever's me over just stitch. This is real. No, no god damn, that's cringy as fuck. Don't record that shit. Wait a minute, I'm fucking recording anyways. The precious is ours. Wait a minute. I just realized my stitch impression and my smeagle from Lord of the Rings impression sound remarkably similar dear god anyways continuing on um god what is this sorcery what is this shit 11 minutes um but yeah that was that's been my um my sad news um haven't been getting sleep which is crazy as fuck lord like i I'm fucking tired as tired as fuck still. Um God. 
Calm down, Squally. You get fed in two hours, bud. That's Squall. I'm sorry. So, um, on top of that, there is, um, no Squall. No Squally. Come here. No. Back off. Fuck off, mate. I love you. Anyways. Where's I at? Oh, yeah. Um, a lot of my shit's gonna be put on hold. It sucks. I hate it, but whatever. I can do whatever I want on the go. I just can't do anything major. Like, for instance, this podcast, it requires a lot of connection. Like, a lot of uh, good Wi-Fi connection. Very good Wi-Fi connection to process an episode properly. And to achieve the sounds I need for every single fucking segment. So, there is that tea. Um, yeah. So, uh, also, I am also, because of the internet, I am not going to be able to access a bunch of my favorite shows on Netflix. And, and the animus, and all the animu things that I watch, I can't watch anymore. At least not for a while. Sorry, my throat's hurting. Because... Mmm. So, so because of this, I prepared. I prepared and I watched one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And I watched the second season that just came out. And, of course, like the typical dweeb nerd I am. I binge-watched that shit. And, ooh, ooh, it was amazing. I loved it. Okay, okay. So, the show I'm talking about here is called, the show I'm talking about here is called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. The second season was phenomenal. Criminy in a biscuit. I loved it. Like, if you... Kirna Shipka was born to play that role. She was amazing. And the funniest, the coolest thing is they left it open for a third season. Like, like the ending had it open for a third season. Like, they knew it. And they planned for it. And they're like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's put that in there. I'm like, yes. But <clears throat> they get real cool with it. Like, 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 like you know, I usually don't have a, a face to Satan in uh, in the first one, in the first season. Now you got a face. And it's not just that, that ram demon goat thingy. No, 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 no. You'll get a face. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. But uh, I'm not going to mention um, why or how come this is to be. Um, or the details as to what portray- is portrayed in Sabrina. The second season. But I will say this. Mm, shit gets wild. Uh, but there is one spoiler I need to talk to you about that I'm so happy about. Oh my god. Ah, Christ. On a biscuit. Holy cripples. Crips. Crips on a cup. Crips on a cup. Whatever I'm saying, I don't know. I usually say Christ on a crutch or Christ on a crippled coffee cup. I don't know. Uh, that didn't mean to come out like that. Um, anyways, <clears throat> Lord, Liv, can you talk? I can talk. Now, part of the reason why sometimes I don't like doing this podcast is because the way my throat feels after I do the podcast, I feel like I can just die. <laughs> but yeah, I know. Mmm. Mmm. That hurt. God. 
Like I said, tired. But show must go on. Um, so in Serena, there is this character. Um, in the first season, they were named. Um, they were named Susie. Susie is played by a non-binary actor named Rebecca Watson. They are super fucking cool, and I and I love them so much. Um, <clears throat> but. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I got the news yet. I don't know if there was anything altering the um altering um where I know is is Laka Watson um binary. Yeah, let me check this shit. Uh, go to Google. Is Laka Watson. Laka and Watson. Son of a bitch. On. Binary, bitch. Ah. Laka Watson. Trying to see how they identify. Son of a bitch, Squall. Come on, hang on. Which actor? Ha 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 ha! They are non-binary. I am right. I like being right. Anyways, yeah, like a Watson, non-binary ca- person, super fucking cool. Lakin, Lakin Watson, if son of a bitch, Lakin's so cool. Anyways, um, he portrays Sue. Son of a bitch. They portray Susie in the first season, but Susie is also a trans man. In the second season, they come out as a trans man after they enter trying out for their basketball team, and um, I'm not gonna tell you the result, but they, oh, okay. Speaking of the character references, Susie, they actually came out as a a man, as a trans man, and said that their name wasn't gonna be Susie anymore; it was going to be Theo. And I was like, oh my god, yes, yes. I know Netflix is like home to a bunch of LGBTQ um, Q plus um, representation, but god damn it, we don't get enough of trans representation. We don't get enough of that shit. Uh uh-uh, uh, no way. Mm-mm. And to see that we now have that the community adding to the list of their transgender actors and characters in television and, and the visibility we get, we now have. Lacken Watson's Theo, a trans man, played by a non-binary actor, non-binary actor by the way, um, <laughs> who is on the show. It's just like, and they are an active part of the show. They are an important part of the show. Not just a sideline character, but an important part. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god, I love this show so much because not only is it just the best damn thing ever, it is also, like, home to a ton, a shit ton of representation on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. It's just nuts. And I'm just going super psyched for this shit. Like, holy fuck, I am going bananas, y'all. Oh. But yeah, that's, that's uh, the two spoilers I'm going to give you is Satan gets a face and uh, Susie is actually a boy named Theo, played by a non-binary actor, Lacken Watson. And shit, it is amazing. Holy fucking hell. Everyone's performance is just great too, by the way, and I'm just like, it, it, uh, this show, this whole fucking season, the the two seasons that I've seen, 
but you're only using Zoom right now. But the point is, it is phenomenal, and I recommend you go watch um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix, uh, both seasons. And <laughs> and I found out something. I found out something. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And the acronym spells out chaos, and that is exactly how I describe the show. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take a quick break right here. It's been 20 minutes in the podcast, and we are really riding this one. Woo! Ow. Hi, bitches. Um, come back, and we will talk about. Uh, we will talk about secondary jobs. Fun. Yay! Oh, there ain't no fleas on me. There ain't no fleas on me. You can talk your talk, you can walk your walk, but there ain't no fleas on me. Uh, I thought that was a commercial when I was like younger. Like I was like this talking dog, and then there was flea medication, and something about no, you know, fleas on me, and I was playing around in the background, and I'm just like, wait, 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 fleas, and what was the rest of the song called? Like I don't know. So I just kind of ad libbed there. Uh, welcome back to this corner. Um, right now, we gotta continue our discussions into um, other shit, other things. Are also important to moi, but if you care about me, then I assume they're important to you too. So thank you so much. Um, Lord. So as you, as I revealed in the previous episode, I mean previous um segment, um that I'm getting a second job. I'm also while I'm doing this shit behind the scenes of a secondary job. I'm also getting a getting fucking shit ton of apps that are to help me to get side gigs to make money. Now I know you're probably asking, um, Olivia, why are you going to get side gigs? Like, like, why are you getting second jobs? Why are you being this fucking thirsty for money, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. It's because um, recently. A uh, reason why um, is because bills are getting too much sometimes. Um, the internet bill, by the way, is getting super crazy. Super crazy. And there's so much I want to do with my money. And uh, I need to invest properly. And sometimes that means that because I don't have money for myself often, that I need to put shit aside and, and just stop it for like a moment. Um, or, or better yet, I need to find out different ways to make money besides my current job. Um, Lord knows my job pays a lot on its own, but I would prefer having secondary incomes coming in because that way I am able to, um, buy what I want, uh, and enjoy my, my quality of life better, um, or, sorry, have fun. I am working hard to have fun. Is that so wrong? I don't think so. No. Plus I'm working to buy a car and get my license and yeah I have a license guys I can drive but I don't have a license how insane shit is that anyways um I'm really trying to get a car I'm also trying to get like be able to buy shit that I want get, get cool tech get better tech get awesome fun shit so I can use it for this podcast or or, or other shit because like a lot of the reasons why I drop things in the middle of like a month or so is because I don't have the equipment properly or to keep me invested into it. I don't have the shit to help me to do it. I just recently started a um, a, a Twitch um, a Twitch account 
so I can do video live streams of the podcast um, to do like you know more shit other than like sitting here talking to you guys, which I don't mind sitting here talking to you guys, but I really would like to be more active. I'm moving and flailing my arms about as I'm doing this podcast. You know why? Because my energy needs to go someplace and not just my voice. Point is, if I had more shit to help out with my other shit, I would want to do shit more. If that made sense. Hence why I want to make more money. Uh, hence why I'm probably gonna get a second job somewhere down the street. I I live next to a bunch of stores, a bunch of places, so probably somewhere down there. Um, I'm moving apartments uh, in May. Um, not the current one I have, but it's gonna be like a new one um, in another building. But it's supposed to be like really cool. I get ready. It's sparkly, really nice. <sighs> Point is. Second jobs, they are a killer on the fucking mental state because while they are useful, uh, they're also a great source of stress. Just recently, my friend Mariah, she started um, doing a lift, lift driving. She's an excellent driver, a really cool person, and really fun to hang around with, but she was nervous because she's never done lift before. I mean, I would be nervous too. As a matter of factoid, I, <laughs> I don't know what it's like to have other people in your car, or to even have a car to be nervous about it. Because it, it sh- her reasoning for being nervous is she's never had to drive total strangers for money, and it sounds like something to be nervous about. But there is. I've heard stories on um, on websites and shit about Lyft drivers and Uber drivers getting into the worst situations because their customers were doing some illegal shit or, or asking them for favors, sexual or otherwise. And it just got crazy and crazy as I kept reading. Some of these are fake, I'm probably assuming, but uh, some of these are actually real. And to determine which ones are which, I'm having a hard time figuring it out. It is just that wild. But, um point of the matter is that a new job makes someone nervous and I get that it just is gonna make me nervous because Lord knows I work I've been working for the same company um, for four years almost and I've gotten used to just being around my workplace and it's gotten very lax um, but starting anything new can make anyone nervous and um, I'm getting stressed out because I don't I got my resume done. Um, it's ready to ship and go. I'm ready to go out and play. I'm a fucking lit ready for anything. But I'm nervous. Uh, in the work environment alone, there is more um, statistics that I am not, I didn't study for, but I do know they exist, um, that um, statistics show if you're a transgender individual, um, trying to get a job will become harder for you by some percentage, but it increases basically the uh, difficulty of getting a job if you're transgender, because um, people can discriminate. They can. Um, while technically the law says we can't discriminate between sexuality or uh, gender orient or sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, it is them ultimately hiring you 
and there's no monitor watching them saying you can't do this because they're trans no there's nothing like that going on they can do what the hell they want and it sucks but um, it makes it 10 times harder to get a job at that not to discourage anyone who is trans who's trying to get a job right now I'm just saying that it becomes difficult in that situation but um, that's not gonna let, that's not gonna stop me because I need money and I'm gonna try and do my best here. And also, there's nothing illegally stopping you from putting your name on the resume. And I don't mean your dead name. I mean your referred name. Your documents and shit will say your um, legal name, but your resume itself is an example of how you portray yourself in the work environment. And if you're if you want to be called Olivia during working fucking do that put your preferred name on the resume otherwise um otherwise they're gonna just assume you prefer the other name and you should make it clear at the very top that um is how you identify though um for reasons if it may seem obvious or not that you are trans um you must display to them you have to like tell them make them understand a little bit um, who you are and how you identify as, as an individual because I, I know it's basically outing yourself but for an employer you kind of have to do that otherwise they're going to have questions and they're going to think something's up you it sucks but every job interview is like a come out session and though I've I've been me for like it feels like forever, but I've only been out for a year. Uh, a year and some time and some change. And it feels surreal that I've come this... Holy fuck. <laughs> it feels so surreal that I've come this far. And it's just nuts. So much has changed in so little time. And I, I feel old. Even though it's only been a year. I, I, I feel old. <laughs> I'm 23, going on 24 November, and God, Lord, but stre stress makes you tired, guys. Not joking. Like, like if you are a trans individual who just came out, the year following that is going to be your longest in your entire life, especially when such a life-changing shit happens, because shit, it, it just becomes like a total shit show. And, and you don't know when it's going to stop or end or whatever. You're just going to ride along with it. And supposedly, you know, it's just going to flow with the flow. It's going to go all normal and shit. And you're going to be like riding the waves. But before you know it, those waves are going to come crashing down. And then you're going to think to yourself, how the fuck has it only been like one goddamn year? It feels like it's been eternity. Am I right? Yeah, it's been a fucking eternity. And, and so much has happened. I mean, for me as an individual who gets used to shit fast, who, who, who does shit and, and, and sticks to her fucking motives, and who does motives, sticks to her fucking, um, her intentions and her, her goals and her, her ex experiences and shit, who does shit like I do. And uh, people like me who, um, go with the flow. Just, they get used to it, right? Like, I, I get used to things very easily. Like, like, um... God. Uh, 
basic case in point, um, when you're in a job interview, it's important for them to know who you are as a person, because, um, you know, Lord knows I don't want to be misgendered when I go into an interview. I don't want to be uh, called my dead name. So I want to make it clear to them who I am, and um, hopefully, hopefully they are accepting of it. Or they don't care. The best, the best case scenario is that they care. Is that they care and they want to know you. The worst case scenario, they won't care and you are a person who can do a job. So it's fine. Anyways, continuing on, I'm gonna go ahead and end this segment right here, and we are going to continue with another segment in just a few seconds. Uh, bye boy. God, I love music. I love music so much. Holy shit, it's like the best thing ever. I can't get over the fact. I'm making this podcast super fucking long, guys. Do I know why it's long? Shit! No, my cap! Okay. I need alcohol. <laughs> okay. No. Squall, you get fed in an hour. Calm down. <laughs> I'm gonna like, go to Redbox tonight and like check out the movie It because I love I'm craving horror. I'm craving horror. Okay, uh, let me just give you that news first, because I... Ooh, I found out something good! It's good and cool and awesome, too. Okay, first of all, in entertainment news, Star Wars, um, Rise of the Skywalkers, I think is what it's called. It's, um... Mm, hang on. Hang the fuck on. Oh, oh my god. This is amazing. Oh, shit, fuck! Where'd it go? I'm looking. New Star Wars movies coming out soon. Avengers, um, and the other Avengers movie, uh, what's it called? Endgame. It's gonna come out in two weeks. I'm gonna see that shit. I love it. I love the trailers and I'm just so excited for it. Um, uh, next to that, there's also, let me search Star Wars. Star Wars movies. Ha! Ah, the Rise of Skywalker. Is going to be the newest Star Wars movie, Episode Nine, coming out in December. I, I'm looking forward to that so much. It looks so cool. Um, other news, other news. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, season three of Stranger Things comes out this summer. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, ooh, and more awesomeness. Uh, remember the Child's Play remake that's coming out? Um, in June, twenty first, twenty nineteen. Well, uh, guess what, guys? Someone is playing Chucky and is not Brad Dourif. It is our very own Mark Hamill. Oh my God! The original Skywalker is gonna be fucking is gonna be the killer doll himself, and it is gonna be lit as fuck. We already got a brief look at his laugh. We got some. We got a video of him announcing it himself. He's gonna be fucking. He's gonna be Chucky, and I'm I'm excited. Um. Side note to that, um, it turns out that what they're going to do is that um, Brad Dourif is going to work on his own continuity with uh, Chucky, um, with Don Mancini's version, uh, because Don Mancini and Orion, or Warner Brothers, one of the two, got into a bit of a scuffle uh, like a while back. Like they, they didn't agree creatively, I think. I don't know what the whole story is. But the point is, um, Brad Dourif is going to be Chucky on a separate continuity. Well, Mark Hamill is this one for the remake. 
Um, I don't know how far it's going to go, depending on how reviews get, but I don't know. Epitola has been really good. Epitola is promising. Epitola sucked. It, it, it really is a tosser at this point because there are so many mixed reviews. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, as it turns out, Child's Play, uh, the remake, is going to be scored by the Walking Dead's very... Walking Dead and God of War's very own Bear McCreary. And god damn it, that just made this movie ten times better all the way. Along with Hamill's um, voicing and along with uh, what I hear are really good and juicy story details for the actual movie. So I'm very excited for that one. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. God, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. What am I so tired, guys? I'm so tired. Do you see me? Do you see me? No, you can't because I'm just tired. And I fucking messed up my makeup already. I got primer. So it gets things going. It sticks to things. The only downfall to it is that um, now I have to work hard for my eyebrows. Anyways, uh, continuing on. That's my entertainment news. My second bit of news, or not news, uh, is gonna process. Entertainment news is gonna draw into my music stuff. Um, so, I have had, uh, I stand, I stand a lot of artists. But the biggest artist I stand, who literally invented the fucking term, is Eminem. And here is why. Now, we all know Eminem. He's um, massively famous for uh, not just the fact that he's white, but for the fact that he is an awesome rapper. He is a, a genius on the mic. The dude is fucking nuts. Like, I. Whoo! Ah! Eminem! He inspires me so much when I am working or I'm trying hard to achieve my goals and stuff. The one guy that gets me going, who, ha, uh, is Eminem. Here's why. Um, a lot of his music we see is 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 energetically charged by, um, especially as of late, uh, with uh, his anger and, and rage at at um, at the media, at um, political uh, figures such as Donald Trump or um, at. Um, the music industry and for how fucked up it's been lately and he's that frustration that power that energy you get listening to his music it basically charges you up or at least charges me up to um work against the things that are giving me a hard time just like he's putting so much energy and you know creative um ideas and, and countering all the hate he receives from critics and everything and puts it back into creative energy. I I see this shit and I'm like, that's what I should be doing at work. I should be taking whatever bullshit I get and and, and all this negative energy and transferring it into something creative and productive. Therefore, I, I, I do shit like 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 art or I um or I uh or do this podcast or I work harder at my job because it becomes bullshit sometimes so i keep it going and, and just like he does it he keeps on going and it just it goes full circle it's like the hate people put out in the world you can take that hate and generate it into something positive 
that's the, that's the main lesson I get when I listen to Eminem's music. People just see him and they think, oh, he's just a raging, he's just a raging uh, lunatic who just yells at the microphone all day. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? What do you think this podcast is? <laughs> I am yelling at the mic all um, for like an hour, twenty minutes, thirty minutes at a time, to um, about random shit. And all the while, I'm waving my fucking pen, um, <laughs> taking notes, drinking my Mountain Dew, and complaining about my adult life. That, my friends, is taking your negative energy and putting it into something positive and creative. Thanks, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Anyways. <laughs> uh, so, I stand Eminem. Not to the extent that Eminem, um, that Eminem's fictional character, Stan, actually does. If you don't know the full-on story about that, um, in the song Stan by Eminem, uh, once featured by Elton John, who um, <clears throat> was saying the chorus of that. Originally, it was, like, Dito did the chorus. Anyways, um, getting off track here. It was about a man who is um, a great, a really great Eminem, a really good Eminem fan who uh, worships him to the point of over, uh, what's it called? Who is into Eminem to the point of obsession and makes him his whole entire life. He does this and it affects his his, uh, his love life with his girlfriend who is pregnant, and it affects his appearances and shit, his, his behavior. He's introverted and it's like it gets real fucking creepy. And um, the dude who ends up, um, you know, just sending me so many so letters and Eminem not replying, he assumes it's Eminem saying "fuck you, I don't care about you," and so Stan goes ahead and. Um, you know, he kidnaps his girlfriend, uh, throws her in her trunk, tied up, who's pregnant, by the way. He he drinks, he drives, and he tries it, and you know, is like recording on a cassette tape of uh, who was intended to send to Eminem about how much this is his fault for not replying, how much how much of an asshole he's being, and therefore, um, while he's recording and stuff, he's drunk and everything. He's driving close to a bridge, and he um he's he's driving to a bridge, and he goes off the guardrails and into an o- and into a lake ocean uh, body of water basically crashes the car and he dies along with his girlfriend um, later on you see Eminem in the last chorus or the last verse of the, of the song and he is writing a letter to Stan Eminem finally got the um, letters to um, uh, to him that were just to him about Everything Santa said so far about um, how he's a big fan and about all the crazy obsessive shit that he said. And Eminem's going to tell him to calm down. You know, um, I didn't mean to not answer you. I've been busy. And, you know, you get that. You get that. Until at the end of the letter he's writing, he realizes that he's sending a letter uh, that's not going to get to him because um, Stan is the um, dude uh, from a news story he's seen earlier about some about him about Stan like um, killing himself and his um, girlfriend in a lake like driving over the garbage and being drunk and shit like like he saw the story in the news and he soon he automatically got to the dots and it's like oh shit that was Stan that was you I didn't get to you on time 
that was like that was a metaphoric statement in my opinion uh this is how i interpret the song the, the how i interpret it is that stan is what obsessive fans are super fans and they make their their um idolized celebrities and shit their entire lives and it's it, it affects them so much that they end up doing like um really dangerous things to themselves and therefore they fail to realize that um these celebrities these idols that they so worship are um just people and they have lives and, and they have uh, their own things to attend to and they can't like you know so every single second of their lives um for one other person it's just like that the point is that at uh, Eminem like every everyone else is a fucking human being and you cannot you cannot put so much stock and belief and 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 and, and uh an obsession over one person who is just a person who just loves doing what they do and happens to make it their their profession you can't do that you can't um just like literally like like worship a celebrity it's unhealthy that's what stan the song meant to me um now i don't like to like search for meaning lyrics because a bunch of his songs i've heard search like find he complains about people who look too deep in between the lines of his lyrics and who don't get it or just sometimes they, they do get it or sometimes they find meaning and they don't say what the meaning of the song is or what Eminem's interpretation of the meaning is and it's like it got so annoying that he actually made music songs about how people find like like don't read between the lines or don't look at the true meaning behind the song but instead look at the direct face value of what the um, song is saying like in some songs like uh like like i'll kill you he says the lyrics go um i want to kill you you don't want to fuck with me but it's true you ain't nothing but a slut to me and that song was directed in my opinion or I think it was like directed to people who do eat in the face first value, who look at it and say, oh, he wants to kill me. But no, Eminem's just trying to say fuck you because you're being a fucking idiot. That's what the song is about. And, and that's basically what I think it is. Uh, I'm not sure what he, what, what Eminem's meaning was, but um, either way, the point is the dude is so aware in his music and so like, you know, upfront and personal with it that it just gets to you and I and the reason why I um I stand Eminem is because he is one of the few rappers I know about that tell it like it is much like Biggie much like Tupac much like Dre much like every rapper from the fucking 90s and before that or almost every rapper like people that were originated from uh, or had their inspiration drawn from groups like NWA. Those rappers told it like it is. And Eminem who looked to Dre like like as inspiration as a leader, he as well as Dre told it like it is. And I appreciate rappers I appreciate rappers that are like that. Very few times you actually get rappers that are like that. And when you do get rappers that are like that, like it's it's almost never recognized 
and it sucks dick. It really does. Nowadays, you get shit like, uh, God, uh, you get, um, fucking little pump or, 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 <laughs> or, um, just, God, little pumps and like all these other mumble rappers and shit. You get them, and you're just looking at them like, like you're not rapping, dude. Like, like, like you're, you're talking about hoes and money. You're talking about what people thought rap was about back in back in the day. That's what rappers we get currently talk about. And you're just like, son of a bitch, no, 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 no. <laughs> money, cash, hoes is a cool thing to rap about, but that's not all there is. Um, and rappers that come out of the game nowadays, and they become, they both become popular, that's what their shit's about. And you don't get, um, like, like, deep, well thought out rap anymore. I'm sorry. (laughs) And every time you do, people chug it off too easily, and it's just, it's bullshit. God. Hell, it's just, ah, I am, woof, I get mad at the game sometimes, and... And I'm not even I'm not even an expert on it. I just see like what comes to the surface. I only see the tip of the iceberg, and I already see how fucked up the game really is. And it's just it's fucked. And by the game, I mean the rap music industry, or the music industry in general. Anyways, uh, moving on. Point is, I am a really great fan of Eminem, and he's been helping me a lot to work lately. Not directly, I mean, his music has been inspiring me to do a better job at work. And I think we all can see an artist that we see personally, that we listen, that we listen to the most often, that will drive us to do better in our own works, in our own studies, or whatever. Because there's always some form of inspiration you can get from somewhere, or someone. <sighs> yeah, uh, as into this segment, uh, we will continue on to episode uh, to the uh, next segment in a few seconds after this break. Thanks. It is five o'clock, and I have just fed my kiddos. By kiddos, I mean my loving and adorable cats. Where the fuck is the microphone? Oh, there's a microphone. I'm an idiot. Okay. So, I'm going to spill the tea on a very important subject of mine. Of y'all, of as you all should know about. I have recently exposed that I am in a relationship where BDSM is one of the factors in it. Now, <clears throat> I need to explain something because I think there's a lot of miscommunication when it comes to uh, such a serious topic. Now, um, we all know everything about BDSM from the media in a very poor manner. All we get is, you know, people. We, we, we get descriptions such as, like, uh, men barking orders at women and, you know, humiliating them and and and, and just, like, you know, dishing out punishments left and right, left and right. It is not what BDSM is. Oftentimes, people think that Fifty Shades of Grey is, a, um, uh, is what BDSM is, but it's not. It really isn't. And it's actually... Now that I'm a part of this community, I realize how... Because I read the books what, when before I was into this. And I was like, ooh, that's nice. That's sexy. And then, um, you know, and I was like, wait, shouldn't... Is that what it is? And I was like, oh, no, that's not what it is. I'm wrong. Because that's, that's, this book is not what BDSM resembles. Okay, so, or it's a bad 
portrayal of it. <sighs> so, um, let me clear something up. Uh, BDSM's acronym stands for, wait for it, hold on, stands for bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. Um, now, that's just the acronym. It includes many categories, many uh, little areas or um, parts of the spectrum in BDSM, um, where um, sometimes there are couples who do it 24-7, where you get um, someone who's um, in relationship with this, part with this partner, and they are a submissive to the dominant, and the dominant physically um, prefers to be called by a specific name or um, prefers like a certain way of um, going about um, living their daily lives and a 24-7 BDSM relationship where the submissive serves the dominant um, but strictly in a lovingly manner. It's never really a thing where um, like they're their slave. That's not what that means. What it means is that they are in a committed relationship where, um, where not only is it like a um, sub-dom um, interaction with everything, but also everything outside the bedroom. And it's, it's, some people prefer that that way, some people don't. No judgment at all. It's completely cool, because what two consenting adults do in their own time, in their own um, space, is strictly up to them. Uh, in some relationships, uh, BDSM can only, ex can only um, be just in the bedroom. Or it can just be a general thing where it's not a 24-7, but it occasionally pops up outside of the bedroom. Such as, um, like, if you are, for instance, a little. Now, a little is one of the spectrum bits in BDSM where um, this person is a, is a form of age play. Does not at all cross into pedophilia. That is another thing entirely and is a completely twisted sick thing that, that, that doesn't even get shouldn't even be crossed or mentioned but I had to mention this because many people who associate littles um, with uh, pedophilia don't understand what's going on or, or why age play is involved. It's it's a kink, but the person's not literally this age. Uh, let me get this straight into everyone's heads. For BDSM to be an active part of a relationship, the persons mentioned need to be of same equal age. Uh, that means eighteen and up. Uh, I mean, that had to be eighteen or up. Why I say same or equal age is because teenagers, um. Teenagers sometimes do this, and I mean 16 and up. They will dive into this thinking that it's fun, uh, but they won't get the full grasp of it until, like, until they're like, older, like 18 or, or 19 or 20. They won't completely get the full grasp of it until then. Uh, the, the, the point is, you have to at least be old enough to be having sex and with the person of your equal age group to be consensually doing any kind of sexual activity. I am say I'm speaking to you guys, people under 18 
who must stay between my approval of people of people when they can start having sex. Because um, I started when I was 16. So um, I think that's like a good, that's an okay part to start with. Make sure if you're 16, people with your own age, like, like other 16 year olds or 17. But when you're 18 and up, that is where you want to be at when you want to drive in sex. Just throwing that out there. Now, um, 18 and ups can, I think, be a part, can uh, understand what a BDSM relationship entails because they will have had experience and they will have had understood what they want in their own lives and their own um, sexual experiences. Now, moving on, moving on, moving on. A little is a form of age play or littles and bigs. It's basically like um, like uh, a person can be above 18. I'm stressing this very much because, like I said, it gets thrown into pedophilia a lot. Moving on. It's not, it's not that. It's gross. I'm talking about an adult relationship here. So the adult can um, go ahead and, um, you know, in a personal situation at home, with their with their big with their dom, um, be uh, portray an age of like uh, that's younger than themselves, and in this sort of thing, they can call their dom, mommy, daddy, or whatever they want to call them, caretaker. That's what the common name is for them, uh, and and they will um, do like things like like um, the little can be bratty or obedient or or nice. And it will get a rise or 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 a satisfying kick out of the um, out of the big out of the care, out of the caretaker, uh, such as there's their job to take care of them and you know give them love and attention. And really, when you dive into BDSM, it is really a community of being loving and caring for the other person. That is what it all derives into. Now. Um, the how did, I'm putting littles in the spotlight year right now because um, that's what I think this community gets a lot of shit for. Um, so <clears throat> it is a completely valid, noble thing, uh, and it's it's really cool if you want to look into it deeper. It's not I'm gonna I'm not gonna like talk a whole hour on what a little and what little and big relationships are like because I don't know what they're like personally. I am just in a really basic, really basic one. Uh, relationship uh, BDSM and um, so that's another, that's another topic for another day the point is um, littles they are portray a certain age behave and act a certain age and you know can, can, um, participate in consenting sexual activity with their dom or it doesn't, it doesn't have to be sexual with littles it could just be like you know age playing and, and and being cute and nice and 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 lovely and their and their doms being uh, a caretaker and and it's a really cute community if you look into it, it really is and, and and not all little the girls some are men some are um on non-binary some are on all shapes sizes and forms of the spectrum of the lgbt and some are straight and can be a little it's Totally valid. 
I'm throwing it out there because people give a lot of shit to that one part of the community, and I just need to say it out loud that that is not that 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 is nothing wrong. Anyways, moving on. Um, BDSM uh, in other forms can also be like really fun and really nice. Uh, for example, um, if you are a submissive, um, you will enjoy the punishments doled out sexually because um, some of us like getting slapped in the ass. Or getting whipped, or or being bonded, or not being seen, or sometimes the uh, the affliction, the um the tortures and stuff, is not always painful. Although we do get a kick out of the pain, we only consent to it. Like like, we will and we will say when we don't like it. Hang on one second. Bitch. Sorry, my cat was getting into the dishes. I need to do this later today. Okay, so um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, um, the pain inflicted um during BDS during um bedroom things or at home things. Well, um, it's not like not consented to. We will tell you guys if it's not consented to, with like safe words and shit, because a big part of BDSM is communication. Now, um, in this this relationship, there's more than just physical, um, more than just that sort of painful, inflicting, um, sexual bit of it. There's also, uh, torture in the aspect of edging, which is the process of orgasming, but, like, almost orgasming, but not quite there yet. And it leaves the person wanting more. That's what edging is, and the more you edge, the more intense the orgasm. That's um, basically what it is, and people do that too as a form of torture, or they they, they just do um, a bunch of other things in the bedroom. It really just depends on what you're into as a kink. Now, it in short, I wanted to shine light on the fact that um, it has been portrayed in the media as in a wrong way. It's not an abusive relationship thing. It is actually a really cool, um, awesome way of, uh, it's a really awesome form of communicating with your partner, with um, letting, them, letting them know that they're loved and that they are respected and that they are in a completely consenting relationship. Now, if you're a dominant, it is your job, as well as the submissives, to make sure that both parties are A-okay. That it's just you. That you're cool with what you're doing to her, or him, or they, and vice versa. And it's like, it's really just a platform for communication. And that is all it should be seen as. But people take it the wrong way. And I see it a lot, and it, 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 it's stupid. People shouldn't jump to conclusions when it comes to these uh, kinks, or when it comes to just just, just anything, really. And I see it a lot in media, and it, it kind of pisses me off to see such a loving community be put down upon. Because I only, I've always been into BDSM in some form or another, and uh, when I just recently, when I've, um, in my life, recent two relationships that I've been in, I've, um, I've discovered both sides of the spectrum. 
I have been a dominant, and I have been, and I am now a submissive. And basically, I think I call it, it's called being a switch. You know, you're not always dominant, you're not always submissive, but you can switch the parts whenever you know you feel like it. And I've been a dominant all my life. It's ever since all my sexual life, I've been a dominant, and it's sometimes I haven't just been dominant, I've just been there, and it's just been so unfun. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong being dominant, in my opinion. Like when I'm, um, when I've done it, it's just I don't know. The reason why I'm submissive now is because I'm tired of being dominant. I'm tired of like calling the shots. I'm tired <laughs> of making a a a a being the center of attention in a um. Uh, being the, the the ringleader, and it's frustrating. It can be very difficult for me as a person who um, hasn't experienced the other side of the uh, thing. It hasn't come for so circle for me yet, but it has sort of recently, and uh, well, it has a lot actually, <laughs> and it's nice. I prefer I much prefer being submissive, and it's for me it's strictly a bedroom thing. It's strictly a bedroom thing. Uh, an at-home thing, but uh, yeah, it's it's a really cool community, and you know, if you're interested in that sort of kink, I would recommend doing research on it. And if you want, if you need to uh, go through more of it, there's a ton of articles online. Just be sure of one thing: fucking Fifty Shades of Grey and and shows that portray it aren't telling the whole truth and portray it very badly. So, you know, do your own research. Don't trust what you see in the media all the time. Uh, lastly, in my, um, lastly, on my podcast, God, I'm exhausted, guys. Okay, um, I wanted to mention some little tidbits here. I cut my hair. Uh, I took scissors to the edge of my hair where there is still like I guess short patch of it not like the the other not the left side where there's like a bunch of hair over there I'm talking about the right side where it's just so like like you know small shortly cut hair I took scissors to that bit and just started cutting away I was, I was making sure I was okay and safe and everything but like uh, I, I it came out choppy and it's just it wasn't fun uh, note to self on that one don't and don't ever 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 cut your own hair Unless you're going through a really angsty, um, sad, acoustic, teen, rebellious phase in the TV show. Because I see that happening a lot. How many, how many shows have you seen where you see um, the rebellious teenage girl or guy or dude or person uh, just chop off all their hair? Or just chop it off short because fuck everything. You know, fuck everything and fuck all this shit. They're just going to be themselves. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a very common form of expression. Hair, as we know, is one of the more one of the most more easily adjustable things on our bodies. And can be used as a form of self-expression. And can be used as um, a statement. Hair is powerful, guys. Let me tell you something. If you have... Like a mohawk, that says so much about your personality that you it makes you out to be a badass, like like someone 
who's seen shit and that's what they're into and you cut it that way because you felt it necessary to tell the world, hey, um, I'm expressing myself this way and for reasons you don't know, um, it, it's like this. Sometimes you want to make it obvious that like, oh, I want to do it because I wanted to. That's enough reason. Because it's self-expression. Hair is self-expression. Damn it, so do what you want with it because fuck, it is a powerful tool and it, it, it shows, it gives off so much about you. Um, that you are a cool person. That not, not like, like as, a, as, an, as an individual, you're cool. I'm not saying you're a cool like high school girl cool, but I'm saying you're cool in the way that you are um, not afraid to express yourself in that way. And I think that's really cool. But yeah, hair. I cut mine uh, a little too short on that side, but I don't care. I think I'm actually liking it. It looks, to me, it looks badass. To me, it, portray, it portrays uh, my style, or the style I've been trying to go with. Um, I've seen a lot of things um, on uh, online about a certain styles and whatever, and I'm really getting into like the, the punk sort of style. Or the punk chic sort of style. It's like it's really, I, I'm I'm into it because I think, to me, it makes me look stronger as a person. So therefore, I want to have that sort of style because I want to look and feel powerful. That is why I want to look more goth. That's why I want to buy collars. That's why I want to wear dark makeup. That's why I want to go about the streets and look like a badass because I want to feel like a badass because that's that's just how i want to self-express myself as how i want to be and i think we can all take a lesson from that and just you know learn to express our own selves in our own nice way it doesn't have to be like something intense and crazy like being like a like a goth or 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 just like um being in sort of punk rocky clothes it could be as simple as um a new shirt you're wearing or a new pair of jeans or uh, a new style of shoe, or or and maybe you're doing your makeup different, or maybe you're just flipping your hair from the left side where you usually let hang it to the right side. It doesn't matter. Anything you do that's adjustable on your body is a form of self-expression. Um, so that is really cool to me, and yeah, it just it just goes to show as well that every person is different, and every person is unique in their own certain way. Okay, that is, I think, it for me. Um, like I said before, this is the last Lives Corner podcast you'll be hearing until late May, early May. But, um, you know, my internet probably won't get shut down for like a couple days, or at least. So, um, you might get like another episode, like very short, but um, we'll see. Uh, until then, bye for now, guys. Um, like I said before, I um, I put in a quote from an anime in the beginning of the episode, and you gotta guess what the anime is. is. Uh, the first person to guess and send me a DM on Instagram, which is lives l i v s underscore corner underscore podcast. Message me there. I'll look at it, and the first message I get with the answer is going to get a shout-out in the 
new episode when it comes on in season three of Liv's Corner. Thank you so much, guys. Have an awesome day. Love you all. Bye. Bye.